Welcome back to another episode of Seat. My name is Alex. <laughs> and I'm Matt. And today... We're really warm. We're really warm. It's... It's, it's only like 75 or something. It's 91. Oh, never mind. It's <laughs> super hot. No wonder it's been so... I'm like, wow, I felt really bad. I like really don't feel good. Pants are off. No pants, just vibes. Anyway, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about... The Oscars. No. Oh. Well, first, I do think it's it's worth mentioning, like, congratulations to Chloe Zhao and Nomadland for taking home Best Director and Best Picture. Both very exciting things. Very exciting. And I did say, and we, uh, your friend did say, he was like, oh, I also think Sound of Metal should have won, but it looks like Nomadland is going to. So, like, whatever, whoever he knows. But today, uh, we're going to be talking about... One of my new favorite TV shows. We're going to be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Roll it. I really liked this show. And I think as like a Marvel buff, it was really nice to have like all the little like snippets and like callbacks to movies and other things, you know, as Marvel does. Yeah. Um... To make it feel like part of the MCU. Yeah, because it's not technically... I mean, it is. It's not like the movies, you know? Yeah. Um, I really liked it. I thought that the plot... I thought that, like, Bucky's, Bucky's plot was interesting in the sense of, like, dealing with his PTSD and trauma and trying to make reparations for all the harm that he's done, but, like, really struggling because it's hard work to to work through trauma and it's hard work to say that to another person. Like I harmed you and I'm sorry. Just for clarity, this takes place after Endgame. So around this, so this is phase four. This takes place around the same time as far from home. Maybe after, maybe at the same time, it's unclear. Ish as WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah, Same with, yeah. Same time as WandaVision too. So in this in this post endgame world, yeah, um, you can continue. <laughs> so I just like sorry. <laughs> was Bucky blipped out? Yeah. So yeah, so him he, and Falcon. Were. Yeah, they both were. Um, which I'll talk about in a moment. But like you know, Bucky's back and he's going through going to therapy, trying to make amends as like a part of it. Also dealing with the loss of his best friend of all time for nearly a hundred something years. <laughs> You know, yeah, nearly seventy years, and and the seeing the world's reaction to the loss of Steve Rogers and dealing with that, um, and then you get like um, Sam Wilson's character, the Louisiana kid, yeah, like which I love because like Sam Wilson or not Sam Wilson, um, Anthony Mackie is from New Orleans, like that's his hometown, yeah. and so I really appreciated how they kind of tied in his own personal storyline or his own personal like heritage to the story and so like he goes back home and he's dealing with the aftermath of like being gone for five years and like coming back to a new world and a new place where like his sister's um you know business is kind of going under and she's trying to make you know ends meet and he's like well i'm a superhero i'll just go fix it like it's fine and kind of expecting things to kind of be the way that they were pre-blip Mm-hmm. And, like, realizing that the reality of that isn't because they're like, well, look, dude, like, you don't have 
any records of income. You don't have any records of like a place to live or a job. Like we can't give you a loan for the boat or the house or whatever they were trying to get a loan for. They were trying to save their family boat. Yeah. So they were getting a loan. I think they were getting a home loan so that they could then use their money to pay off the boat. Yeah. That so kind of thing. I think the family boat, I mean, it belonged to their parents. Yeah. And the parents died, what, like 10 years prior to this moment? Right. And then she held on to it for five years and then... Sam disappeared for five years and then didn't get rid of it in that time span. Yeah, so he comes back and is like, we can't sell it. We're going to save it. And she's like, look, dude, I'm broke as fuck. We need to sell it. (laughs) And he's like, no, 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 like, it's our legacy. But it's interesting because, like, his storyline of, like, being gone for five years and being affected by that breaks into the main storyline, which is, like, the fucking world. And how the world... <laughs> shut up. The world. But you know, like, yeah. how the yeah, world yeah, yeah, yeah. is dealing with the fact that half of our popu- half of the population went away... For five years. And then all of a sudden returned, and these people are displaced from their homes, have no jobs, have no records of them existing for however long, because they literally did not. The economy and so, was broken. Right. Yeah. And so people all around the world are placed in these like refugee camps, although they're not necessarily refugees because you're not they're not seeking they're, refuge from uh, their other country. They're in their home country or they're in their home whatever, but they can't go to where they need to go to because some new family is living in their house. Yeah. Or, you know, and they created kind of like this shanty town. Like she, all over the world. All over the world. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. And Every so, country's dealing with it. And I think that's just such an interesting way that Disney and Marvel really explored, like, the aftermath of the yeah. blip. It's not like you blipped back in or whatever it's called. I don't remember. The snap and the blip. The blip is when they come back. So, like, when they come back. Yeah. yeah. It's not like they blipped back in and, like, could go back to their lives. Like, their lives, the world had moved on without them. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, they were dead. Right. <laughs> And I just, I thought that was such an interesting way to show, like, how would governments handle this situation and how would um, the world react if people came back all of a sudden and they're like, well, you're in my house and you're Mm -hmm. driving my car and you're working my job and, like, what the heck? What do I do? And it's like, okay, well, like, we'll set up these camps. We'll help you figure it out. And obviously, you know, of course, the government and all over the world fucking blows and doesn't do its job well, and people are angry, well, and so I mean, that's... historically, it's yeah. easier to displace people. That's just that's just history, you know? Well, no, it's easier um, No, it's easier to place, to keep people in camps than to actually do their job and place them back where they well, need to they be. Well, they were talking about in the show, they just, like, pushing them out. Putting, yeah. Pushing them out of, like, like pushing out the, uh, the shant- rounding them up and pushing them out of the, uh, the shanty towns. That was, like, what the... Uh, I forget what the government organization was GRA, the GDA. Yeah, something like that. Global, GRA, the Global Repatriation Agency. Yeah, and so, like, their whole thing was about, like, oh, like, pushing these people out. (laughs) It was, like, about sending them back to their home countries or something like that. It was was actually a little unclear, um, which was interesting. And that's one thing I will say that maybe I got a little lost in was like, what exactly was the GRA doing and not doing? And maybe that's the point because governments don't really like are super transparent. I think it was pretty clear. I mean, excuse me, maybe I'm just stupid. No, 
No, I I got the the notion, and maybe maybe we both got lost in the week to week fluff. Maybe. Um, and so maybe it's more clear if you watch it in one binge, watch yeah. another movie. Um, to my understanding, though, it was uh, you know, these shanty towns are kind of like a strain on, you know. Economic resources, exactly, yeah. and so the easiest thing to do is to push them somewhere else. Yeah, but that wasn't clear. Yeah, like where they were going, or really like it was clear kind of why, but it wasn't clear. Where, I don't know. Anyway, but I thought that was interesting, and so of course, like I was saying, the government doesn't necessarily do the things that it's supposed to, and people are frustrated, and so that's how the flag smashers and Carly yeah. Morgenthau rises up because she ends up getting she's the leader of this rebellion that is trying to stop the world basically from or stop the this government um agency from displacing people from literally their homes yeah um even though like they technically didn't have a record or all that of like being in that home forever Mm -hmm. for the past five years and so like i what i also really appreciated about the show is that like her cause is just yeah. In the sense of she's like, they're kicking us out of our homes. This isn't right. We can't, they cannot do this. But it's just her methods were so extreme. That, yeah. Like, that's what causes people to label her as a terrorist and and all that. And so that's like the main plot, basically, is they're trying to stop Carly Morgenthau from murdering a bunch of people in the name of, like... Justice. Justice. And it doesn't help that... Uh, through uh, this character named the Power Broker, that her and her squad were able to attain uh, super the super soldier serum. Yeah, so, so they are they're all basically mini winter soldiers running around. Yeah, it's kind of cool to have Bucky <laughs> fight up with somebody who is equally powered. Yeah, I mean, um, I haven't seen that since the Captain America Cap- the Winter Soldier. Yeah, mm. um, <laughs> Cap Two. And yeah. so, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it. it is very interesting to see a show that's basically all about the second coming or the, the next Captain America <sighs> and having, oh having him be the weakest guy in the room. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> and so, like, another, like, subplot is, like, Steve is dead. Maybe. May, or, he, or he's living on the moon. Steve's gone. Yeah, Steve is gone. And we know that in Endgame, he handed the the shield to Sam and was like, Sam, like, it's your job now. And Sam didn't want it. Sam was like, I cannot carry this mantle. I can't do it. And so the government, being the way that it is, oh, yes. gives, this, gives the Captain America job to some fucking asshole named John Walker. U.S. agent. Who, yeah, ultimately <laughs> becomes U.S. agent. But, like... He was like a he's like ex military, mm-hmm. like won all these like purple hearts, whatever, all the things that you're supposed to win in the military. I don't know. You're not win, you but like you don't win a purple yeah, heart. Yeah, you earn it or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the one thing you don't win. No, you know what I mean? But like yeah. he has all these like honors and awards and stuff. So him and his like friend what was his name? Like Lamar. No, but what was his like superhero fake superhero? Battlestar. Battlestar. No. Yeah, he had a cool name. Yeah, I think it was. Is it Battlestar? It was cool. He was cool, then he dies. I don't want to Google it. Because they always kill off the black guy. 
What? But so John Walker ends up taking up the mantle of Captain America and he takes it like way oh, too seriously. And he's like, oh, I'm Captain America. And literally everyone's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> and he like, you know, has this whole power trip and flips out. And then at one point he ends up getting a, a dose of the super serum and doses himself. Mm. So now he's also a super soldier. Um, and then ultimately like ends up not becoming not like staying Captain America because he's a hot mess and he ends up killing one of the terrorists in front of everybody, just straight up murdering him because Carly killed his friend. And so he gets really angry and then goes and kills off, not Carly, but some other guy. And so everybody sees it and they're like, you can't, Captain America doesn't just murder people in cold blood. Cap Cap has never murdered anybody in cold blood. I mean, he murdered Nazis. He's murdered people who deserved it. Yeah. But he's never just straight up, like, taken the helmet and smashed a dude's face in. Or taken the helmet, taken the shield and smashed a dude's yeah. face in. And seeing the shield, That's like, dripping in blood. Son- one of the oh. coolest things. It hurts. I think you see in the MCU. It like, hurts. It's so cool. And so, like, obviously what ends up happening is that Sam does end up taking the shield back. And he becomes the fucking coolest Captain America. And what I really loved... I, I cried when this happened. Mm. I loved when he said, I'm Captain America at the end with his yeah. fucking dope-ass costume and the wings and then the last end credit. So at the beginning of the, every show, it shows like the words, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But then at the very, very end, it showed Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And, and I, I like... And I went, I've seen that movie. Shut up. And I like was crying because I was like, he is Captain America. And it's so important because yet another subplot of this show because it dives deep into so many different themes. It goes deep into Marvel lore. Marvel lore yeah. and like systemic racism and Which how black people are treated of, yeah. in this country. And like the and that, fact that there is a black Captain America is amazing. Yeah, they go into the Isaiah Bradley storyline. Which you should explain, because I've also, uh, A, been talking a lot, and B, I don't know that much about it. So Isaiah Bradley in the comics, in the comics, was, uh, he was the Captain America, or he was the, he had the super, he was a test subject for the super soldier serum before it was given to Steve Rogers, in the comics. I think in the show, they revise it, uh, they lose Steve, and then they start going, well, we need another one. Um, kind of like, on. yeah, kind of like what Russia was doing with their super soldier serum or su- super soldier, um, uh, program. Yeah. Um, America did it too. And they created Isaiah Bradley, Captain America for the Korean war. And Isaiah Bradley is black. That is yes. important to know yes. and understand because... All of, all of them were. Right. Every yeah. single person they tested. And what makes it so powerful is that he's like, nobody knows who I am because they tried to erase us and they killed us off. Did you catch why they when, tried to, uh, why, why he got arrested? Because he gets arrested and like tested on basically. Yeah, for 30 after. years in jail or something wild. No, I missed it. Um, it's because he went, he went against orders and save oh, yeah. a, uh, a bunch of hostages, just like what Steve did in uh, the cap- the first Captain America movie. Right, but so Steve was praised. But Steve was and praised. And Isaiah was thrown in jail. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's almost as if they're making a commentary on like the way that the government and police treat black and white men differently. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what I really appreciated about that whole plot was that like Anthony Mackie and or um, Sam Wilson and Isaiah Bradley are having conversations and Isaiah's like, they will never let a black man be Captain America. It won't like people. It won't happen. Mm-hmm. It won't be. It won't. It just <laughs> that like the concept of that even being a thing is beyond what America can handle right now because there are so many other issues that are happening in this world towards black people. At the very beginning, they they even talk about like when Sam is going to get the house loan. It's the very first episode. The his sister is with him, and she kind of is like, oh. You're not giving us a house loan, not just because Sam doesn't have, like, you know who he is, and he's a superhero, and he doesn't have an income, but it's also probably because we're black. And she, like, very, like, she does it blatantly, but she also does it, like, subtly at the same time, and and the, like, bank guy is like, no, 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 like, it's just, you know, you don't have all the right paperwork, and she's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And so it's it it starts on this plot line. Well, it's interesting. Or like point from the very beginning of the show. Well, it's interesting because like, at and I know I said this at the beginning. Um, I figured they were gonna go a racial, like storyline with it. I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did. Yeah, but I it could have gone one of two ways in the beginning, and it was like, hey, we can't just hand out loans because, uh you know, three and a half billion people just appeared. You know, we can't just right. do that. Um, because it would break the economy. Like, <laughs> it just would. Yeah. The economy's already broken. And I know I came out of the first episode and I went, I don't know if it's racist. Because in the context of the MCU world at this point, again... Three and a half billion people just suddenly reappeared. You're right, and but it, I'm glad it did go a more uh, racial commentary. I I did appreciate that, and I'm glad it didn't like go. Well, I mean, we're not racist; we're just broke. <laughs> you know, like you know what I mean. Right, and like I will say, as a person of color, and from that perspective, if you are a person of color and you perceive to be somebody's actions as racially biased chances are it probably is yeah and so you can't like you can't say to somebody like well no no no, it wasn't racially charged you can't say to a person of color no no no, it wasn't racially charged because of the context of the economy like no it it yes and it was also a racially yeah. charged like situation and oh Reese's, sorry she like did a little boop um it was a racially charged like situation <laughs> i can't focus <laughs> Yeah, you know, and the only I think so. the only reason I questioned it was because the MCU has never really dived into that. Um, no, but they only had two black characters. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's it's one of those things where it's like, and it's not like this is the first time Sam Wilson has been in the MCU. Um, you kind of get a little bit of it with Killmonger. And it's very tame, I would say. Um, Do you mean like... Like commentary on slavery and racism. And you get a tiny smidge of it with Killmonger. Yeah. Um, but, again, this show very much hammered home 
um, a racial injustice in society. Like Particularly a, within American society. Yeah. And I like, yeah, I understand your like skepticism of being like, well, I don't know if the MCU is going to go this way. Because well, you're right, it's one. never. It was episode yeah. one, and they'd never done it. Yeah. And I'm so glad that they did. And so many yeah. other people were very upset. Yeah, and like you know more about that because I couldn't read the comments and stuff. But well, people were it was, pissed. Yeah, it was one of those things where. So this show, I mean, regardless of what you see with reviews, this show is fantastic and deserves to be one of the. I, I would call this show, like, significantly better than WandaVision. I liked it a lot better than um, WandaVision. Again, they're two different shows, but if we're going to, like, rank it in MCU rankings, like, this this is top tier. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, I, to see this show get so review-bombed, like, if you, if you go on to IMD right now, this show is sitting at a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, Which is wrong. Two days ago, it was at eight point eight. So like, um, you know, tune in like three days from now just to see if it's at six. Right. But um, people were genuinely like they like the comments ranged from where like, you know, I didn't I don't tune into MCU to like watch CNN and Fox, I don't do, like, leftist Disney is doing this, and aye, aye, aye. And, I, and I'm like, these people would have been t- totally okay with someone going, hey, but Steve Rogers is on the moon. I mean, these people would can get behind a kid getting bit by a spider and crawling up a wall. <laughs> Right. You know, um, these people can get behind uh, a guy with PTSD building a suit of armor that can fly and being fine with it and then blowing up terrorists. Like, but the moment, <laughs> the moment someone goes, I want to tell a story about race, <laughs> which is in the Marvel wheelhouse. Right. You know, depression is in the Marvel wheelhouse. Like, very human issues are in the Marvel wheelhouse. And to get a group of people going, nah, I don't want to listen to this one. It's very, I, I, I was so angry. I compared it to uh, the guy that played Chef on South Park. Yeah. Who would be down to, to make fun of every gender, every race, every religion, every age, every nothing was on the off the table except when they brought up Scientology and he would refuse to do that and quit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So fuck those people. I like I understand the argument of like I watch media for escapism and not all entertainment is escapism there's no i would argue and say and like sorry sorry i would argue and say that there isn't a story that you haven't been given through like books through movies through tv shows through you know podcasts however you get your stories you know through word of mouth whatever you want to um that isn't rooted in 
someone's perception of society. Right. And I, I was going to say, and like, story, like these stories, mo- a lot of Marvel stories are, are rooted in yeah. reality. Mm-hmm. So to argue and say like, well, I don't go to watch Marvel movies to hear about politics. It's like, well, the whole, like the world is political. Yeah. And these characters, while they're not real, they still technically exist in our world. And they're going to face the same challenges that other people who are like them have faced and yeah. are facing and will face. It and, ma- like... It makes me laugh because, like... And it's fucking racist. Yeah. To be like, yeah. I don't want to hear about black people's struggle. You know what? I, like, honestly, Bucky talking about his PTSD is really triggering for mine. But, like, you don't hear me complaining about yeah. it. And it's, <laughs> I don't it's also, like... It's, like... Like... All, almost all the Captain America movies are rooted in politics of some kind. And racism. The first, the first two are about Nazis. The right. first one is he literally fights Nazis. The second one, the Nazis took over the American government. But that's okay. But that, but what kind? But that's not that's not that's, too political. That's not a commentary on anything. But it's okay, Matt. You know because the people who took over were white. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. There has never been a black Nazi. Right. Um, <laughs> that's a hot take. That is 90, like, it's 91 degrees outside and that's a hot take. Yeah. I, I think it's really ridiculous that people argue about shit like that. And it's like, I bet you like in any sort of like high fantasy sci-fi fucking bullshit, you would still find characters that experience racism yeah. and you will still, because like you said, everything is rooted in some form of our reality. Yeah. Everything. Like... I, I can't think of something that probably would not have some sort of political aspect to it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, even, like... And that racism... Sorry. And yeah, racism no. isn't even fucking political. It's not. Racism is just, like, bigotry... It's just a thing. ...and discrimination yeah. and bullshit. It's, it's not political. Yeah. It's not political to talk about the way that people are being treated differently because of the color of their skin. That's not politics. And if you think it's politics, guess what? You're fucking racist. If you think that it's you want to politicize the way people of color are treated, then that's racist. Yeah. Talking about the way that I experience the world differently than the way you experience the world is not racist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I, I, that, that is what bothers me the most is when people say like, I don't want to watch Marvel stuff to put it to see the news or I don't want to watch whatever to see the, to talk about politics. And it's like, if you think that a black person talking about their experience as a black person in the U.S. is politics, then like, don't even fucking talk to me. Don't bother because I already know that your perception of the world is skewed in the sense that you think it's politicizing or po- po- political to talk about a person's perception of the world around them or person not even perception a person's lived reality of the world around them yeah like like and again it's totally fine to critique a show like that's not what we're saying you know like there are some valid reasons why people don't like left like pretty bad re- like, yeah, like bad reviews what's the gra doing I'm yeah you know what still. i mean like um one of the ones that I kind of actually agree with is that there's really no. Uh, it was that this feels very much like filler. 
And yeah. that would be my <clears throat> that would be my only critique of this show is that as cool as it is, you it's not all the flag smashers die. Every the, single one, yeah. At the end of the show. And Zemo is still... Oh, yeah, Zemo's in yeah, this. Yeah, we forgot to talk about Zemo, dude. We got... He's so funny. They bust him out of jail. Uh, if you don't remember Zemo, he's the guy from Civil War that uh, triggered the whole thing. He's the bad guy from Civil War. Um, and if you don't remember who he is from that... Uh, Go watch Civil War, because it's the best one. Uh, he's, he's... I can't... He, he, the bad guy is not Iron Man. It's Zemo in that movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, fuck Iron Man, but like... But yeah, sure. Um, anyway, but yeah, so Zemo get, comes back and like helps them like figure out the whole mystery of the Flag Smashers and everything. But um, he gets his... He succeeds, he wins. Zemo once again is successful and kills all of the Flag super Smashers. soldiers. Yeah, which is exactly what he wanted. Yeah. Um, so funny. <laughs> but like also like... The flag smashers don't. There are there. All the super soldiers are gone. <laughs> that got introduced in this one, besides Isaiah Bradley and John Walker. Oh, uh, John Walker. He's like the only other carryover, maybe. Yeah. But like all the flag smashers, like it, again, this feels very much like filler. Besides the the John Walker stuff and the um. In Sam's story, Sam becoming Captain America. But he became. Captain America at the end of Endgame. No, he was given the shield at the end of Endgame, and he was like, Sam, you have to take it. And Sam was like, okay. And then he was like crossing his fingers behind his back. It, not actually, but in theory. <laughs> and like in his brain. Yeah. Like, because he couldn't, because it was, it was insinuated that, like, yes, he was, you know, passing the mantle on. Yeah. But like, I really did appreciate that Sam went through this journey of I like, do too. I really of like, do. you know, I don't, I don't want this. I can't do this. I'm not Steve. I can't fill in these shoes. Yeah. And then realizing I don't have to be Steve. I just need to be me. I think there's also like I I appreciated the Bucky stuff too. Yeah, because I the idea love that like, Stan. like I love him. He's he's great. And Bucky as a character is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we get Bucky, we get more Bucky, but like. Out of the context of what the movies portrayed him as, which was a side character. <laughs> like, I like the idea that at some point in the future, I, I might get a White Wolf TV show. I would love that. You know? That'd be um, so cool. Oh, yeah, there were Wakandans that came back for, like, a hot minute. Yeah, like, Sam Wilson's... The new Captain America sh- suit probably has vibranium in it. I think it's vibranium wings. Oh, that's awesome. I know. Go, go for... Go, Shuri. Um... But yeah, I, I I think if I was to agree with any criticism of the show, I would say that there are a lot of filler elements to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, the only big carryover is the Sharon Carter reveal and the John Walker stuff. Do you want to explain the Sharon Carter? No, because I fucking okay. I don't get it. It's revealed that Sharon Carter... She's the power broker. She is the power broker. And... Uh, but I don't really know, like... It, she is. She's basically like, like the leader of the underworld. Okay, is that yeah, what it, it's yeah, supposed she's to be? Yeah, the leader of the criminal. Because they like, basically. they're like this person is the power broker, and they like name drop power broker like four times, and I'm like, yeah, and she, they like don't even really explain like she's the real, power bo- broker's like power. She's or anything. Yeah, she's they just real say. Bad. Uh, 
But, but it um, ends up being, uh, yeah. So I actually heard an interesting theory with this. Um, and if you don't want to listen to my theory because it might be true and it might be spoilery, you skip ahead, you know, five minutes-ish. Um, ten minutes-ish. <laughs> They're using Sharon Carter as uh, one, two, three, go, skip. Anyway, <clears throat> they're using Sharon Carter to introduce uh, the Secret Invasion, which was a comic book line all about how the scrolls took over prominent characters in the MCU to try to take over the world. So that's okay. yeah, and so we the theory is that Sharon Carter has been kidnapped by the scrolls. And has been replaced by a scroll. Oh, that makes yeah. a lot of so sense she's, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't know who the scrolls are, they're the people that Nick Fury's staying with. Uh, they're the one, right? <laughs> kind of. Um, they're the aliens from the uh, from Captain Marvel. From Captain Marvel, yeah. Okay. They got like blue faces. Green faces. Green faces. Oh, they were blue. No, those were... Oh, they're green, they're green, they're green. You're right, it's right, right, right. scrolls and the... What's the other... And the blue ones. There's blue ones, right? Yeah, because that's what... <laughs> Hold on. What is it? Scrolls and... The blue guys. Uh, scrolls and... Cree. Cree. That's... Yeah, not Cree. Cree are the blue ones. Okay. But no, the scrolls are the green guys. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense because we were watching it and I was like, Sharon... Like, no. And, like, it kind of made sense to where she was or yeah. how she had gotten there because she was, like, I was blacklisted by the U.S. government and I needed to hide because and so I the, did. Because of the events of Civil War. Because of Civil War, yeah, which yeah. was, like, you know, eons fucking ago. Um, and she had five years, you know, after Infinity War. Because who knows if she got blipped out or not. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming she didn't to set up this underground you know, regime. Um, so it makes sense in that way where she's like, yeah, you know, like fuck the U S I'm just going to go do my own thing and I'm going to break the law and I have a lot of connections and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but she's also like a Carter. Yeah. Oh, this is like really sad. So that makes some more sense to me in regards to her character. Like not like the character as a human, but like her internal character. Yeah. Apparently in the comics, it's spider woman that, uh, is Is the the one. Not power broker, but she's like a prominent character that is revealed to be a scrawl because she got kidnapped years and years prior. Oh, um, that's fine. And so the 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 theory is Sharon Carter is going to scapegoat the uh, Spider Woman, just okay. like how they had uh, Black Panther do the Peter Parker move in uh, Civil War, because in the comics, a uh, Civil War comic. Peter Parker's the one that reveals his identity to the world. Um, oh. Not, not T'Challa. Not yeah. T'Challa. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Well. Stay tuned. Uh, I never really see that. I know. I I really liked this show, and I think you should watch it. I did, too. It. Yeah. I, How I, would you? Sorry. Uh, I, I genuinely think this is, like, one of the... It's some of the best Marvel stuff I think we've gotten... Uh, if you're not a big fan of Endgame in a while, uh, I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of Endgame. I would probably... I always I always put Infinity War and Endgame as the same movie. They, they basically are. They should be the same 
Well, I mean, like, they shouldn't be two. That's part one, part two. It's like watching The Incredibles. I can't watch the first one without watching the second one now. Because I'm like, yeah. eh, part one, part two. You should watch both of those tonight, Infinity War and Endgame. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it's only full, six hours. Is it? It's like five. We'll start yeah. early. Yeah. I don't have school tomorrow. I don't have work tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would I would put this... Yeah, how would you rank it within the MCU? Because I know... Uh, what was that sound? Oh. Um, <gasps> Do it close to the microphone. No, I have to listen to it. Do it. It's like a fucking chipmunk. Um, so How do you do that? With my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Reese is like, oh, man. oh no. Dog. Here comes the dog. <laughs> She's arrived. It's a real good. It's real good. I'd put it up there with uh, Ragnarok and Civil War. Ooh. Yeah, I would say it's not as good as... It's better than most of the MCU stuff we've seen, but Civil War is still my favorite. Ragnarok's still a favorite. Ragnarok's my favorite. Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorites. Um, I think Civil War is my favorite, like, like includes everybody movie. Yeah. I, I rank it as, Even though like, it's a Captain America movie. I rank it as, like, oh, where do I want to, like... Oh, Risa, what are you doing? Risa, please. Join. We're so close. Um, I, I rank them by like the order of which I would watch them without having to watch like a, all like, of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, Spider-Man Homecoming's pretty high up on that list. Um, the first Guardians is pretty high on that list. Oh yeah. Spider-Man fucking loves Spider-Man. And I would put this one up here with it. I really would. Yeah. You know, if I need a TV show to binge. And I got, like, you know, six hours to kill? Sure. See the rise of Blackton America. <laughs> Black Falcon. Oh, yeah. I love it. All the, all the names that he gets. He's the Black Falcon. He's like, I'm not just the Falcon. Loved it. Y'all should watch it. Um, And I think that's that. I think in the future future episodes uh we just watched this really great amazon show called invincible called cats called fuck uh <laughs> we might we watched cats recently too and we might do an episode on that what else have we seen we watched invincible we watched this movie our friend chris showed us which was called the vast of night that's cool it's a very good movie if you like if you appreciate cinema um yeah so we're hoping to just record a bunch of stuff and put it out for you and so you can enjoy it. Either some new stuff, some old stuff, some things you might not have heard of, some things you probably have already seen, who knows. But um, we're hoping to be, right now we're recording this the day before it's going to get posted. And I think we're trying to like be better, be a little on top of it. So please at leave us point, your recommendation. At some point we're going to rank all the Spider-Man movies. Oh yeah, some what we're going to do the Spider-Verse episode for sure. Yeah, we need to do that, because that one's a good one. I know. We get Spider-Man 3 at the end of the year. <gasps> so, we have to do it before the end of the year. So, stay tuned sometime before December. We'll do that one. Yes. <laughs> All right. You can find us on Instagram, at Pod. Sorry, we don't post there often, but follow us anyway. Yeah. We might, we might do some fun things soon. Or not. Or probably. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Arisa, is there anything you want to say? What do you want to say? That's it? Good talking, huh? Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Alright, peace out, dudes. Peace out.